0: Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad.
1: All right,
0: everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios in Old Hilliard. And I think the last time we recorded an episode with my guest, uh, there was Christmas trees in his background. My background was different. Uh, so we, it's been a minute, but uh, one of my honestly favorite people, one of my trusted spiritual advisors and mentors, and uh, I like to say friend. Um, a guy that I drove six hours to attend his church at one point and then six hours back, um, my friend, Pete Wilson, Pete, why don't you just say a quick welcome
1: and we will jump right in. Man, Aaron, it's, it's just, it's an honor to be back with you and, uh, super excited about our conversation today and thanks for everything you're doing. And I can tell you're really stepping up your, your podcast game here and, uh, It's uh, it's an honor. I don't In fact, I don't know if I've ever done any podcast more than once. So it's pretty cool to come back for a second time.
0: Man, I'm honored because honestly, dude, you, you said, I think on the last one, if so, not promoting my own podcast, but I've, I've, if people go back in history and listen to our first episode, you said you haven't done any podcasts except mine. But you all, you all, you all have a great podcast. It's like the look. I mean, you, you all got it going on. I'm just over here just trying to, you know, do my thing but man you guys and you looked the part and all that stuff anyway you're, you're my favorite so man I was sitting there on church on Sunday and I was it, it, for hang on pause uh you have multiple books uh plan B um and others uh so just yeah. so everybody knows um actually let's let's just say this where just so people if, if people aren't familiar with you what's your story just in a two-second episode, because we're going to jump into grace in a minute, but what what yeah. just so people can know who you are in case they don't know?
1: Yep. So I pastored a couple churches, started two churches. Uh, the last one was Cross Point Church in Nashville, where I was at for, I think, 15 years. Um, resigned from that church, went through a divorce, nasty, messy, not fun at all. Uh, that was, gosh, five, six years ago. And um, they can listen to the last episode, right? We spent right. A, a little more time on that uh, the last time. Uh, but these days, I'm the teaching pastor at a church up in Detroit. And then at the same time, I also do a lot of life coaching. And then uh, my wife and I have a podcast. Uh, we have a vlog on YouTube called With the Wilsons, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and just kind of highlights our crazy life these days, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. And since the last time we talked, there's an addition to the family. Yes, that's right. We have a, she just turned one pepper. So my, I got three older boys and one baby girl and, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. So you have three boys and now you have a girl and being a girl, that's different, right? It's way different. It's It's way different. It's so different. (laughs) <laughs> so, it's and I'm sure it's just going to get more and more different, right? Uh Well, you got as my time goes on. You got my number. You got my number. Yeah, uh, good. Good. I, I got two of them. So
0: you got my number. I got two of them and it ain't easy. Uh I my my youngest, my baby girl's a senior and getting senior pictures and I'm I'm on Friday I'm taking my other one back to college for sophomore year and whoo, it ain't easy. And then the guys start showing up and uh whoa Good luck to you, Pete.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank
0: you. I'm going to need it. You're going to need it. Well, you've raised two. You've raised uh, uh, some boys, so you know. I, I think you uh, you'll you'll be just fine. So, yeah. All right. We'll uh, we kind of went off the path there, man. I think I wanted to talk to you today about grace. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's. Uh, I have five places where we need grace in our life in our world currently. Um, so. I couldn't think of a better guy to, 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 to speak to today about grace in terms of his knowledge and wisdom. Cause that's where I go. Um, and you have, um, just been so instrument, instrumental, uh, in my life in these areas. So number one, can we talk about grace for one another, man, who tensions are high. Like you go to the gas station, you go to McDonald's. I mean, TikToks are full of people fighting at Popeye's <laughs> like, yep what do we do? What's the best, what would you have to say for grace for one another? Like, how do we find Mm. grace for each other?
1: You know, I, I think for all of us, no matter where we need, whether, you know, we need to receive the grace or extend the grace, it's really hard to extend something you don't have. Mm. And so for me, the first place I go is looking inward to say, man, I am such a messed up fallen human being who has most importantly been shown the grace of my savior. Right. Um, And then I've also received the grace of a lot of people in my life who have given me second chances, who have believed the best in me when I could not, you know, see it in myself. You know, they, they believed for me when I couldn't believe in myself, which is such an amazing gift when you can give that to somebody. And, you know, when everybody in the world is giving up on them and you sweep in and say, actually, I, I believe in you. I'm not giving up on you. And I see some things in you you can't see in yourself. And when you when you do that for someone, you're probably giving them the most important gift that they could ever receive. So for me, it, it has to start with me looking at my own life and what I've received. And, and the thought is, with as much grace as I have received, how could I not extend that to the people around me. Right. And even the things that they do that some people might say, wow, that's, that's one of those big sins, right? You know, it's, it's, it's funny how we all kind of have a list of sins that we think are worse than other sins that if yeah. somebody did that, then right. we're marking them off our, our, you know, list of people we, we're going to associate with. I, I think it was Anne Lamott that said, um, she said something along the lines of, you know, everyone has a a list of sins that they think are worse than other sins and the sins that they think are worse than other sins are the sins that they don't struggle with. Mm. And that always (laughs) hit me. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. The the sins I think are the unforgivable sins are the ones I don't struggle with. Uh, And so I have to regularly remind myself of the grace I've received and if I have received that grace, it's therefore my responsibility to want to extend that to other people. Does that, does that make sense? It makes total sense. And I think you and I talked
0: about it a little bit offline. We have talked about it uh, in the past. Um, and, and I'm unfortunately not as knowledgeable on this, the actual scripture. You could probably speak to it. But the the um, servant who was forgiven or the man who was forgiven a very yeah. large debt and then walked outside and wanted five bucks from somebody who owed him money. Um And uh, I apologize. Where is that? I'm not putting you on the spot. Where's that? I, I
1: don't know. I, <laughs> anyway, in, it's in
0: the new Testament. <laughs> it's oh, There you go. Perfect. It's in the new Testament. In the, But th- there is that, that uh, parable about that. And I think that is when I think of the grace that I have received and then I turn around and walk away and want five bucks from somebody else. Come on. Like, and we're not talking about money. We're talking about like, the, the, the percentages or the, the grace I've received versus what I feel like someone owes me. And, uh, boy, do I have it wrong. And I think that puts me in my place very quickly. So what you said made perfect sense. Um, yeah. All right. Next one, grace for our family. You have your boys, you know, have a little, now you have a little one. So you're, you're on both ends of the spectrum, uh, and you have a spouse. So how do we extend grace to our family? Because uh, we're, we're not always going to get along, right? I mean, especially when we're all in the house, same house. We just came through uh, a, a pandemic when we were all smashed in the same house and couldn't get away from each other. So how do we extend grace to our family, to one yeah. another? Yeah,
1: you know, it's interesting. I, I, I think often when I think about my own life, I've struggled with this at times because I, it's funny, I've freely given grace to complete strangers that I don't know at all and then at times held – you know, the people I love dearly to a really high level of accountability Mm -hmm. that at times has lacked grace. Right. And I think that, um, you know, when, when it comes to people that you love so much and you do tend to have, especially I think about my, my kids for all of them, I have high like expectations for them because I want to call them into their best. And I see so much potential. So when they don't, You know, when they miss the mark, uh, it's really easy for me to want to jump in and see things very black and white, you know, right and wrong uh, and and not show grace and love to them. And yet I think that it is so it's so key. Uh, to be able to extend grace to those people that we love the most, even though we do have a high standard for them, right? And and want to see them do their best. I, I think it's how do you hold both? How do you hold this high standard, uh, calling them to be their best, but at the same time when they stumble, how do, how do you show that grace? And I'll give you a great illustration I was thinking of uh, this week. So our one-year-old Pepper is uh, starting to walk. And it, it, you know, if you have kids, you know exactly how this goes. It's, it's pretty brutal. It's like one step and then they fall and then, you know, maybe two steps and they fall and they'll work their way up and then they kind of regress and it's a lot more falling than it is walking. Right. Mm -hmm. But if, if you were to get on my phone right now and look at the hundreds of videos that we've been taking over the past couple of weeks of these steps, you know, what, what you'd hear is us counting those steps. Be like one, two, three, and then you'll hear this little plop, right, where she falls on her, on her butt. And then what you'd hear is everyone in the room, my boys included, are all going to start clapping. Yay, way to go, Pepper, you did it. And what I've thought about, you know, what, what we're obviously encouraging her to do is we're, we're counting the steps, not the falls, and when I think about mm. kind of how God views us, right? Mm. He's counting our steps. He's okay. celebrating the steps. Mm. So yeah, I would say he's celebrating the steps. He's not counting the falls. In fact, what scripture would say is he's forgotten the falls as far as the East is from the West. He, you know, we're, we're focused on our falls. Mm. We obsess about our falls, our mistakes, our sins. And God's kind of like, what fall? Like, I'm just counting the steps, man. I see the progress. I see where you're going. And so I want to, I want to take that same thing towards my kids to where, you know, it's, it's not that uh, I'm, I'm so focused on their falls. No, I want to count their steps. i want to celebrate that. Uh, And again, it doesn't mean that there's not, you know, accountability along the way, but uh, the focus for me, I want to encourage and call out the best in them
0: dude, we're, we're two of five in like, I have five different areas and we're only two in. And now y'all see why I have Pete on again. Cause that was awesome. <laughs> so and you mentioned the word potential. Uh, I'll, I'll take yeah. the illustration one step further. And that is, I think God knows our potential. Um, mm. And I think we, we sometimes, uh, know that God knows our potential and we're not, when we're not reaching our potential, Oh man, that's a whole nother podcast for another day, but, but boy, that word potential, uh, as you, as you as a father know the potential of your children, God knows our potential. Um, but he extends grace when we're not reaching what he knows we're so capable of another podcast, okay. another day, but boy, that's, uh, that's awesome. I love that. I love what you said about the steps. Um, Okay, not moving quickly, but I want to make sure we get through everything. Grace for leaders. Get ready. Buckle up. (laughs) Strap in here. Uh, We don't want to talk. I don't want to get into politics. I refuse to do that on this podcast. However, we are called to have grace for our leaders, whether that's Donald Trump or our current leader or whoever's next. We are called to have grace for our leaders, I think, and we live in a very toxic world where everything's a tweet away or a, a keyboard stroke away. Um, can you talk about grace for our leaders,
1: regardless mm, of
0: yes. <laughs> like, like seriously? Yes. Like, I'm not here to talk about politics. I'm here to talk about yeah. our leaders, whether it's local sure. or at the highest
1: levels. And we can extend that to our bosses to mm-hmm. our pastors yeah. to right across the board, you know, I, here's the thing. It's, we live in a culture right now where, and I'll, I'll, pick on Christians right now, right? Because, and, and I think I can do that because in Christianity, what we lead with is this idea of the cross, this idea of grace, but what, what we like is convenient grace, right? We, mm-hmm. we want, we want to offer grace when it serves our agenda we want to offer grace when, you know, it it backs up how we want to vote. We want to extend, you know, grace when it makes us look good, uh, when it makes our church look good, right? So we, we want this convenient grace, but the, the reality is in any time you start trying to get selective over who you offer grace to and who you don't. In other words, I'm going to have grace for Biden because I believe in his ideology, but no grace for Trump because I don't believe in his. But, but here's the thing. The, the moment you put an asterisk next to grace, it ceases to be grace. I don't know what it becomes in that moment, but it's no mm-hmm. longer grace. You know, you don't mm-hmm. get to pick and, and choose the the idea and the concept of grace is for all of humanity. Yeah. And so uh, I just think we really have to challenge ourselves in the church because it, it, I, I see I see moments of beautiful grace being offered by the church, but then I can see the same group of people weeks later really blow it. And and I I do that right. I can right. have a moment right. of beautiful grace that I offer, and then I turn around and hold somebody else to this crazy high standard because it just doesn't serve my agenda in that moment to to offer that person grace. I don't want to give them grace. Um, And so I, I, we, we do, we live in a culture right now where our leaders, whether it's in the corporate world in the church world in the political world um, we don't see them as humans anymore. We just don't. And I don't know if it's because we hold them to such high esteem and we just refuse to think that they're human beings who can also make massive mistakes. But I don't know. I just, you know, I, I was at headline one day and I watch the headline changes every week, it's the same thing, just a different name, different name of a different pastor different name of a different politician. And yet every time we act like we're absolutely shocked that that person could make such a bad decision. But they're human beings in high pressured situations. You know, we, we live in a world where the unseen is very real mm. and we're told in scripture that there's a battle going on. It's not flesh and blood. And so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why we're so surprised, you know, when, when people fall and people right. make mistakes, especially our, our leaders.
0: Gosh, Pete, we could do multiple. We should probably start a whole other podcast because literally we could do multiple episodes. I saw this morning, I don't know her name off the top of my head. Uh, Jenny McCreary, I believe her name is, it it was Sam from iCarly. And I don't know, I know you didn't have, okay. (laughs) Anyway, her book is launched and, uh, she talks a lot about her time at Nickelodeon and one of the things she talks about was they're rebooting the show iCarly and she's like, I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to be associated with Sam. And, um, I think it's true. I think we watch the reason why I brought it up um, Nickelodeon Disney. We watch a uh, song, you know, young, young artists. Uh, uh, Leanne rhymes is just, just the name that comes to top of it. Britney Spears, uh, Christina Aguilera, you name it. They all rose to fame. And I think we do this as people. We, we get behind them like crazy, like this big old tidal wave. And then we can't wait to tear them down. And then we wonder why they're, the way they are like what's left. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's again, a whole nother podcast, but I've always been intrigued by that in my life as people that we put on this huge pedestal and then we can't wait to, we, I don't being society, I guess tear down and then (laughs) come with our pitchforks and torches to say, how could you do that? Well, you, we put you in this position in the first place. It's such a weird cycle, but, um, I think we do need to give grace to our leaders, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. And you're on a, you're, you're on a side. I mean, that's just where we are as a country, but sure. Um, that's awesome. These get harder as we go. Mm-hmm. So, I, I agree. <laughs> you ready for the next one? This is they get harder yes. as we go. All right. Grace for those who have hurt us. Mm. Mm. So how do yeah. we, how do we dig deep? How do we find a place where we can give grace to those that have hurt us?
1: By far, and I don't know, I can't remember what the next category is going to be, but this one is by far the most difficult of the categories that out of you, you know, that you've created. I think, uh, you know, for me, uh, something that really shifted in me, and this was a couple of years ago, I read a book called the way of love by Anthony DeMello, And um, in that book, he, I'm not going to quote this exactly, but you'll get the idea. You know, he he talks about how we, we tend to, in our stories, you know, we went there to always be a villain and a hero Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's, there's good and bad. And, and we put people in these categories of, you know, he's good, he's bad. Uh, that's a villain, that's the hero. and And then we kind of play to those roles. and it's really easy to do that when we've been hurt by somebody to uh, paint them as the villain in our story. They're bad. And you know for for he he really challenges that that idea that uh, someone's not actually bad. you know, they might be hurt, they might be scared. They might be lonely, they and they may be that may act out of their life in a lot of different ways, but when you picture someone not as the villain in the story, but as someone who has been hurt in life, someone who's a fragile human being, uh, they've been through a lot. Again, it doesn't excuse maybe what they've done to you, but uh, it starts to break down the wall, and you start to look at them a little bit differently. Uh, my wife, Jordan, and I have talked about this a lot over the past year with having this little baby in our house. And, you know, we've talked about this so many times that everybody at one point was this innocent little baby. Right? right. And then you go through life and people have been hurt and they have all these scars. And then, you know, they hurt you. And it's easier to just kind of keep lumping them as, oh, that's the bad person. That's the villain. You know, um, and the reality the reality it's not helpful. Right. And I think that's where you have to go to, is that you can offer grace to anybody. Offering grace to somebody does not mean reconciliation. Mm. Two completely different things. I can forgive you, offer grace to you, but then also say it's probably not the healthiest thing for us to be in a relationship. But no bitterness, no anger towards you. I'm not trying to hold you accountable for what you did any longer. It's over. Forgiven. Um, But there is a difference, right, between offering grace to someone, forgiving someone, and uh, reconciling with them. Same thing, it's, you know, giving grace to somebody is not condoning what they did. It's not saying that what you did was okay. You know, maybe what you did to me was wrong. You shouldn't have done that. I can still offer you grace, though, uh, because I know that you're a broken human being and somehow me holding a grudge against you in no way is going to produce anything positive in my life or in your life. So why not offer grace and give God the opportunity to do a really cool miracle there in that moment? Wow. I I pulled up a quick quote I saw online. Uh, It
0: says when a toxic person can no longer control you, they will try to control how others see you. The misinformation Mm -hmm. will feel unfair, but stay above it trusting that the other people will eventually see truth just like you did. And yeah. I think for those that we've hurt, we've been in toxic workplaces or uh, family situation, whatever it might be, I think we I'm from Cleveland and so <laughs> we like to uh we like to sell a score uh, where I'm from. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I like to I like to make that balance sheet you know equate. Um and that was so powerful to me when I read that quote because Sometimes it doesn't have to equate, you know, sometimes we got to walk away when, when we're, especially if we're, if, if we know we're right, we don't have to be the ones to prove that the other person was wrong in the situation or is just a bad person. That's right. <laughs> um, That's right. They're going to do that on their own. We just have to actually, the best grace we can show, I think, is to walk away and just allow, unfortunately, that person to be who that person is. Um, anyway. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Right. So, you know, is, to quote I, Michael Scott. Uh, go ahead. You go ahead. No, no, go no. Ahead. Go ahead. I'm ready. Bring bring on the number five. I want to hear it. All right. So to quote Michael Scott and I'm going to misquote it, but oh, how the turntables turn. How do we give grace to those we've hurt? So last one was people that have hurt us. Man, how do we, how do we extend grace to those that And we're going to do it, man. We're human. We're, we're Mm. flawed. We are, we're going to do it. Um, some levels higher than others. How do we give grace to those that we've hurt?
1: Yeah. Um, gosh, that's a tough one too. And I think, I think one of the most important things that we can give them when we think about giving grace to somebody we've hurt is, um, the space and the time for them to heal. Because a lot of times we don't, you know, we don't like, our ego does not like the idea that we've hurt somebody or somebody's mad at us or angry with us. And so we want to fast forward through that pain as quickly as we can, put a nice bow on it. Um, you know, if you're in Christian church leadership, you're going to make a video out of it and show it to your church and all that. and all right. uh, That's great. But, right. but the reality is when somebody's hurt, what they need often, you know, besides you giving them a genuine, I'm sorry, you know, uh, for whatever happened that you did, um, is giving them the the time and the space to heal. And, and that's okay. That it doesn't happen when you want it to happen. You know, I realized in my life that, um, I have heard a lot of people over the years in a lot of different ways, you know, leadership decisions I made that were hurtful to people. Um, you know, a difference in theology that was hurtful to people. You know, I, I, Obviously, when I went, you know, through my fall, if you will, and divorce and left the church that I had started, it hurt a lot of people. And many of them, I I have had great, just wonderful healing conversations with since then. And others I haven't. And and yet, probably still the most grace-filled thing I can give them is time. You know, they're... There are moments in my humanness, I'm like, come on, it was six years ago. For goodness sakes, could we move on? Uh, And that's easy for me to say. But for them, they're still reeling. They still feel that pain. And it's really not for me to decide whether or not that's justified or it's not justified. The reality is it's there. I have to give them grace to heal however it is that they want to heal and whatever time frame that they want to do it in and and to be there for that healing so um that, that's a tough one because it's feels like it's so out of our control but but I really do think it's it's important to give them that space and time
0: I love that I'm gonna tell a quick story i um my previous uh uh, employer, I was in different positions. And at some point we let go of the highest person in the organization. And unfortunately I was, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I was given his role. Um, there was some hurt there. There was some, some, uh, misunderstanding there. And there was, uh, he, to your point, he obviously had some personal feelings about how everything went down. And the day he handed me the keys to the facility, um, you could tell he, he thought I was responsible and I wasn't Pete. I swear I wasn't. Um, But that being said, uh, we gave him a gift. We, we gave him, I won't go into the whole details, but so I'm being very vague, but we gave him this gift as a parting gift to thank him for his time and his service. Um, so fast forward about three years, this guy goes off the grid. I don't hear from him. I, I occasionally would try to text him. He didn't reply. And three years later, um, I myself was now in the same position he was, and I was exiting this same business. I thought I'd try one more time. And so I called him and he answered and we were talking and I shared with him why I was now exiting the exact same business that he had been forced out of. And he said, "Aaron, I'm going to tell you the story. He said, you guys gave me that crap gift. <laughs> I'm just be frank. He said, you gave me that crap gift. And since then he had moved from Ohio to Texas, um, he said, you gave me that piece of, you know, what gift he said the other day, my wife asked me, why are you keeping that? Cause it's in our garage. It's just taking up space. Why do you keep that? He's never even opened it. Huh. And he said, because I'm hoping that someday someone's going to call me and say, you were right. Everything that you did was right. And, um, I'm just waiting for that day. And then Pete, he said, Aaron, today, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get that box and I'm going to open that gift. Dude, like, that's Very what we're talking cool. about. Like, you, you gotta give people space, cool. and you can try, you can reach out. Um, I reached out to him multiple times, but man, that was a special day for him. It was a special day for me, and now we're 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 back connected again. But I think to your point, you gotta give space. I, yeah, it was just a stupid. Part. It was just a gift, but it wasn't about the gift. It was about the 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 realization and the acknowledgement of man. I know you're hurt, and you know what? Mm. I get it now. You know, and sometimes we just have to give, we got to give that space to allow that to happen. Um, Anyway, that was just what Uh, I was thinking of as you were talking about that.
1: No, I agree. And it's, you know, it's it's, it's just such an important topic because I think, you know, the reality is grace is the air that we breathe. You know, it's all grace. Everything around us is grace. Every relationship we have is grace. Every opportunity we get is grace. And I, I think the more that, we can focus on that. It's a great reminder that, you know, your sin does not make you second class. Uh, You know, my favorite story. we may have talked about this on the podcast last time is the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's that beautiful moment where the father gets the robe and he gets the ring and he gets the fattened calf. All those things were symbols of class. They were symbols of respect and i think it's just that beautiful moment where you know jesus is reminding us that again our sin does not make us second class he was being completely fully restored he was not going to be allowed to be the servant he couldn't work off you know what the mistakes that he had made Mm -hmm. and um you know i think sometimes we we tend to in christianity view grace as like the starting line you know it's where you start your relationship with jesus you start by, you know, reflecting on the cross and the sacrifice that was made for your sins. But then we pretty quickly move you away from that. And that's where we get stuck in this, all this, well, now you got to do this and you got to do that. And, you know, whatever you do, don't make us look bad. Don't make any mistakes. And But the reality is the cross is not just the starting line. It is the centerpiece of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. You don't start there and move on from that. And all of a sudden it becomes about your righteousness. Uh, the whole Christian faith revolves around that cross. It revolves around grace. And the moment that you deviate away from that, that's when the whole thing starts to fall apart. Uh, because again, we're all human. Mm
0: -hmm. Man, you've given me, um, not one, but two interviews. And uh, it's not lost on me that in the first interview you said you don't do many podcasts, and in this interview you said I don't know how many podcasts I've done—not in a big way, but but because you're you're kind enough to come on, um, man, that's not lost on me, and I appreciate that so much. I appreciate you. You know that uh, via text and being there for me a year, you know, I don't know, fourteen, fifteen months ago when I was trying to make a big decision in my life, you were there, and uh, I, I just want people to know that. Uh, A couple things. Can you mention again? uh, So, so if people want to follow you guys, you have a podcast. It's much cleaner and and neater and y'all are better, much better looking than I am. (laughs) Where can they find your podcast and your vlog and all the other things?
1: I I knew you were going to ask me that. Now all of a sudden I'm blanking on It's Like the same reason I couldn't remember where the parable (laughs) of the unmerciful servant is. I should have just made up a chapter in Matthew. Like it's Matthew 16. Nobody, nobody's going to check me on it. Right. Trying to drive people uh, to the Bible. That's
0: what we're doing. It'll be in the comment. It'll, it'll be in the link below. Hop
1: on. That's right. You'll, you'll put it down. Yes. There's a couple, there's a couple places. Uh, there's a website. It's, uh, PeteWilson.co. We couldn't afford PeteWilson.com. The M. You so we had to it. drop the M. <laughs> so PeteWilson.co. And, uh, then, uh, and you can find pretty much everything there, uh, that, uh, I do as far as the coaching and all that. I got a group coaching thing. we will get ready to launch here in a couple of weeks, actually in September, which will be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, our, our vlogs on YouTube, it's called with the Wilsons and our podcast is called good talk. You can find that wherever you listen to your podcast, but um, yeah, we're, we're having a really good time. And if I could just say real quickly, cause you said a couple of kind things about me that, that you've been a great friend to me as well. And, you know, I think we, We will all at one point, unfortunately, find ourselves in a situation where we hurt some people, uh, we make some decisions that are not who we really want to be. And in that moment, the vast majority of people around you are going to flee. (laughs) They're going to run away from you as fast as they possibly can. And I've seen that in my own life, but I've also seen it in dozens and dozens of other people's lives that I've walked with them through stuff. And, um, but there will be a few people in the midst of your chaos, right? And the smoke from the explosion is still billowing up. There will be a few special people who will actually run through that smoke and run towards you when everybody else is running away from you. Mm. You were one of the people that ran towards me and I'll never forget that. So I'm very grateful for you. Whew, okay, I wasn't ready for
0: that. (laughs) Thank you, um, and I think that's the kind of people I want to surround myself with—the ones that are going to come through the smoke, right? Um, that's right. And, and, but at the same time, I will say, you know, Jesus' own twelve, eleven—you know—they they all ran, uh, they all scattered, yep. and and so I get both sides, and so I think that's Absolutely. fair. Is uh, in the moment, in the heat of the sure. moment, if you got to take care of you, if you got to do what you got to do, I get that. But at the same time, uh, and that's. Whew, maybe one of the highest compliments I've ever received. Um, Mm. You know, I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy that, and honestly, I might run a little bit, but hopefully I turn around at some point and come back um, because I remember, I I remember the bigger picture and not just the moment. Um, I think in the moment we can run away because we're worried about ourselves. But I think, and I'm an empath. I mean, that's just what we, that's just what we do. So you know, yep. you're trying to get me to cry on my own show. I'm not going to do it. I'm <laughs> be, uh, Man, I appreciate you so much. Um, The books. uh, I'm actually true story tonight. I have a meeting uh, in uh, an hour and fifteen minutes, an hour forty five minutes. I got to go to a meeting, and I have t- somehow I ended up with two copies of Plan B. I don't know how. Oh. One of them's worn wow. and weathered, and the other one. I don't know. I have a brand new copy, but I'm going to take that to a, a friend of mine and I'm going to give it to her. Uh, cause we awesome. were just texting today and, and, uh, she's like, that look, books look amazing. I'm like, it is amazing. So I'm going to give her that's <laughs> God knew I'm going to give her my second copy today, but you have other books out there as well. And, uh, uh, but I think plan B man, that was, that was your, uh, that was your moment. I really do. I, I love all the books, but plan B was really, the one that's just so appropriate for so many of us, especially after a pandemic and yeah. all those things, man. Plan B was it's, was the book.
1: It's my favorite. It's my favorite. I'd actually like to go back and rewrite it because I yeah. hadn't been through my plan B yet when I wrote that book. Right. And uh, I, I, I believe everything in it. There's just a lot more I have to add now. Mm. So mm. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe one day I'll get around to that.
0: Maybe an addendum. So do we plan C? I don't know whatever
1: uh, there you you, go. Uh, I, you, I'll i get the
0: royalties for that, but man, I, I appreciate you, brother. I do appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your leadership and mentorship in my life and uh continued grace. And I have to say this before we get off. The reason why we connected was because I noticed online the joy in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I said to you when I text you, um, man, I just see joy in your life. Regardless of all the rest, uh, at the end of the day, I see joy in your life. And may we all reach that place. where. Look, it's not perfect. It's not going to be rainbows and stars forever. Yep. But, we, you know, we all go through stuff. But, man, I, I'm so happy for the joy in your life right now, and especially for your new baby girl. And uh, I can't wait to watch you be a girl. Dad. It's going to be fun. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, man. It's been an honor. All right. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, <laughs> Thanks bye. so much. For Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song Great and Mighty One on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.